evening, everybody. So, fun fact about me, I like acrostic words. I like to take a word or someone's name, and I like to take each letter, and I like to choose a word that describes that person with each letter of their name. I've done that in several birthday cards over the years. I've done that in letters. Um, I did it recently in a thing that I made for a friend of mine that had passed away. And I was just thinking, how do we describe baptism? How does the life of being baptized define you? What describes us? What should describe us in being baptized? So if you have pen and paper, you don't have to, but if you have pen and paper, I want you to write the word baptism horizontally. B-A-P-T-I-S-M. I'm going to go one letter at a time. I'm going to say what words I think best describe baptism that should describe us in the life that we live. So, for the letter B, I put believe. The definition of believe is to accept something as true, to feel sure of the truth of. The best passage that I found that goes with this is Acts 8, 29 through 38. The eunuch, uh, eunuch and uh, Philip. <clears throat> then the spirit said to Philip, go up and join his chariot. Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, well, how could I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of scripture which he was reading said, He was led as a sheep to slaughter, and as a lamb before its shear, it is silent. So he does not open his mouth. In humiliation his judgment was taken away, who will relate his generation, for his life is removed from earth. The eunuch answered Philip and said, Please tell me, of whom does the prophet say of this, of himself or of someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning from the scripture, he preached Jesus to him. As they went along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he, said, and he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he ordered the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip as well, and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Right from the beginning in that example, he says, if you believe, living the life of being baptized, if you're seeking the possibility of being baptized, you have to believe. You have to believe in what Christ did for us. You have to believe in what the hope is to come, and that, pro and that the pro um, prophecies and the word was fulfilled. That there is hope beyond this life. And what it means to believe in the life of Christ. And the life that we should live in mirroring, mirroring him. So the first word that describes baptism is believe. For A, I chose the word accountability. Accountability. The definition of accountability is an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility. Or to account for one's actions. In order to be baptized, we must be willing to be accountable for the, the, our past. And as Christians, after we've been baptized, we have to be accountable for the life that we live under the name of Christ. 
Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. For it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted them his property. To one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five more talents. So also he went and had and so also he who had two talents went and had two more. But he who went and had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time the master of, the, of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also said, and he also had the two talents come forward, saying, Master, you delivered me two talents. Here I have two more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you had to be I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered and said, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I scatter no seed? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was owned my interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more to be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In, what, in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We are accountable for the life that we live. We are accountable for the works that we put in under that name of Christ. When we are baptized, you have to take it seriously. I say this not only just to you, I say this to myself. I need to be accountable for the things of how I am as a Christian, how I portray myself, and the work that I do. We have to, receive, we have to take accountability if we are going to put on Christ. The next letter, P... I chose the word priesthood. The definition of priesthood is the office, dignity, or character of a priest. Hebrews 5, 7 through 14. In the days of his humanity, he offered up both prayer and pleas with loud crying and tears to the one, uh, one able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his devout behavior. Although he was a son, he heard, obedient, he heard obedience from the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him, being, net, being designated by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. Concerning him, we have much to say, and it is difficult to explain since you have, you have become poor listeners. 
For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you, you, have, need, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary pr principles of the actual words of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unacquainted with the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, who because of, the practice, who because of practice have their senses trained to distinguish between good and evil. We need to be willing to take up the mantle of teaching. We need to be able to keep growing. That is a part of your pre that is part of a priesthood. It is growing. It is taking up what is your responsibility, and it is becoming what God intends for you, what Christ wanted for you. And you don't just stay back on little word. And again, speaking to myself, I need more word in my life. I need to teach more. I need to be willing to take up that mantle that has been given to me. We all have to ask ourselves, what is my position and what should more should I be doing to teach? The letter T. Time. The definition of time is an appointed, fixed, or customary moment or hour for something to happen, begin, or end. Hebrews 3, 12 through 19. Take care, brothers and sisters. There will not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. But encourage one another every day as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we keep the beginning of our commitment firm until the end. While it is said... Today, if, you're, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me. For, he, for who provoked him when they had heard? Indeed, did not all those who came out of Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he angry with for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose dead bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? And so, excuse me, and so we see that, that they were not able to enter because of unbelief. Living the life of a Christian, taking on that baptism, making sure it defines you, requires our time. I like the wording of from beginning until end. From the moment our life begins as a Christian, we have to put in the time and the work in to grow with him until our very last breath. Right now in classes we're talking about the season of life. It goes perfectly. What, is, what are you doing with your time in your season of life? Are you growing in your time in that season to go on to the next season? To make a change and effect on those coming up in the seasons behind you? I is for immersion. Romans 6, 1 through 7. The definition of immersion is to plunge into something that surrounds or covers. Romans 6, 1 through 7. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? For far from it, how shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death, 
so that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, and that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For, for the one who has died is free from sin. When we are baptized, we are freed and a slate is, slept, is, is made clean. It is up to us to truly remove the filth of sin from our lives. Christ did the ultimate sacrifice of giving you that opportunity. When you have done that, your slate is kept clean. But then it is your duty to make sure you are keeping that slate clean. You are immersed with Christ. It's going to get dirty sometimes. I admit to you, my slate has gotten dirty. But thanks be to God for the grace that is given through him, through Christ's death. That as long as my heart truly seeks repentance for my sins, that slate can continually be cleaned. S, I had to choose two words, <laughs> sacred covenant. The definition of sacred is devoted exclusively to one service or use as of, as of a person or purpose, entitled to reverence and respect, worthy of religious veneration, holy. The definition of covenant is a usually, form, oh, sorry, a usually formal, solemn, and binding agreement. The passage I selected was Titus 3, verses 5 through 8. But when the kindness of our, of our God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we did in righteousness, but in accordance with his mercy, by the washing, sorry, washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he richly poured out upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This statement is trustworthy. And concerning these things, I want you to speak confidently so that those who have believed God will be careful to engage in good deeds. Deeds. These things are good and beneficial for people. Being baptized into Christ, what, it, what your baptism defines you in is that you have a sacred covenant with God, with Christ. He started that covenant by doing what he did, by dying for us, becoming that ultimate sacrifice. And when you chose, or if you are thinking of choosing to put that on, you are making that sacred covenant of what he, is, what he did for us in choosing to, I promise, to live my life to the best of my ability to fulfill the words that you have bestowed in me. Sadly, we sometimes break our covenants. But again, going back to immersion, we have that opportunity to wipe that clean and to truly strive living that life and holding our promise. This is a promise we have made. Think of how many promises God, over the course in this word, made and fulfilled. And think of how many you have made and broken. It takes work. The last letter, again, two words, 
made clean. The definition of made, put together, produced, assured of success. The definition of clean, unadulterated, pure, free from moral corruption, observing the rules. The passage, the last passage of the night, is 1 Peter 3, verses 17 through 22. For it is better, if God should will it so, that you should suffer for doing what is right, rather than doing what is wrong. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all time, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit in which he also went and made proclamation to the spirits in prison, who once were disobedient when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah during the construction of the ark, in which a few, that is eight, persons were brought safely through the water. Corresponding to that, baptism now saves you, not the removal of dirt from the flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is at the right hand of God, having gone into heaven, after angels and authorities and powers had been subjected to him. Being put into baptism, defining it as who you are, means putting yourself together under Christ. It means putting yourself together and removing that which has held you to this earth. This is not our permanent home. Our home is far beyond the skies. And we have to, if we want to even try to be worthy of that, make ourselves clean. Ask yourself, what is in your life that is making yourself not clean? I have things that make me not clean. I admit to you, everything I have shared up here is something that I need to work on. And I encourage all of us to work on. I want my baptism, the decision I made, I think 12 years, no more than that. I keep thinking I'm in my 20s. I'm in my 30 now. Uh, 20 years ago, wow, 20 years ago, I want that decision I made when I was 11 years old to define me for the rest of my life. So I ask you, does your baptism define you? If you are thinking about it, do you want baptism to define you and the life that you live? If you need prayers, we ask you to come forward. If you are thinking about putting Christ on, we ask you to come forward. We will pray with you. We will celebrate with you. We will become your brothers and sisters.